This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, Mike Tomlin dropping some news on us today. Not that it was surprising news. If you've been listening to this show. Right. You are not surprised that Mitch Trubisky is a Steelers starting quarterback. You were not surprised that Jalen Warren is the Steelers' number two running back. Right, right. And you're not surprised that Kevin Dotson is the starter at left guard. Yeah, and they're all the right decisions, in my opinion. I have no qualms with any of them, watching a lot of all those guys and who they're competing against. The quarterback situation's a little different in that the guys behind Warren and Dotson, to me, aren't standouts, where Pickett, I think, has an extremely bright future. Um First of all, hey, it's week one, by the way. It is week one. Happy week one. Happy week one to you and to all. Right. Absolutely. Short week, and we're going to be, we got a lot to handle in a short amount of time. We got a game in two days. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. That's what they're. Yeah, exactly. We're watching Bandit Run. (laughs) (laughs) Cannonball Run? Yeah. Or is that 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 is the Bandit? Smokey and the Bandit. Come on. Yeah, Texarkana is the one. There's beer in Texarkana. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Smokey and the Bandit, too. It is. Yeah. Okay. What's a Cannonball Run song? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, whatever. That we wasn't as good as Smokey and the Bandit. What's that? Cannonball Rum wasn't as good as Smokey and the Bandit. I don't know. Cannonball Rum. Dom DeLuise was funny. Well, Terry, Terry Bradshaw, Bradshaw wasn't. made an appearance, yeah. which leads us to some other news. You there know, we go. Right? right? Yeah. Super Steeler news, right? Uh, Steelers announcing today are Rooney having a press conference announcing that the team will retire Franco Harris's number 32. Yeah. Uh, to celebrate the 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, the way that they tied that in, pretty cool. Um, Harris is obviously very excited about it as well, and he spoke for quite a while about it, and you know, he's been very in the, in the public since his, he retired as well. Some guys you never hear from again. He's been very much in the public. I, I'm not saying anything bad about Franco Harris, but it, it shocked me. When we were at camp, there were some conversations with – Folks have been around the team an awful long time, and several of them, sort of unprovoked, said they thought Franco was the number two best stealer of all time. Well, Joe yeah. Green and said that's you know, where they cited it from. Everything, as well. right? You know, everything changed when they got Franco, mm-hmm. um, and he's the first offensive player whose number has been retired. Now they've only retired oh, okay. three; they only have three yeah, retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Joe Green and Ernie Stottner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, they also have some numbers that they don't give out. I don't think people are getting seven anytime soon either. By the way, probably not. <laughs> right. yeah, but they don't get twelve. They don't. <laughs> right, get, right, right, know, right. 50. The eighties get tough. Yeah, yeah. They give out. They'll give out eighty-eight. They'll give out eighty. That's what I mean. Eighties get tough just because yeah. there's a lot of people that can use those numbers over the years. Yeah, I think forty-seven's been handed out. It has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of those numbers you almost have to. Yeah, I say it's hard not to. But you have that many great yeah. players. How many can you keep yeah. on the show? They haven't given out. They haven't given out thirty-six since Jerome Bettis retired. Mm. Dermonte Dawson's number hasn't been given out since. He I can't retired. remember fifty-two either. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, I mean, that's just the way it goes. Uh, but they ha- they don't typically officially retire one. Joe Green number was retired in 2014, mm-hmm. and so eight years later, we right get up. another one. If Very cool. Ernie Stotner was, I think, retired before I was born. I say I don't remember yeah. that ceremony even. I, I actually know. did. I think the last interview with Ernie Stotner, Stotner. The, the last official interview that was for the maybe the 75th anniversary season. Okay, how long ago did he pass? Uh he's been gone at probably 12 to 13 okay. years, something okay. like that. And he was their first. Legit Stop. Hall well, of Fame. I mean, they type had guy. some other guys yeah. too, but he was their first Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't even know about that because, you know, you you had uh, some you know some other guys from back in the '30s and things like that. And then they had like Bobby Lane for a while and things like <clears> that. <throat> but I mean, in terms of like homegrown Steeler for life type guys too. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was Mister Steeler in the '50s. Yeah, that's kind of. He was the guy who you know you you didn't want to play the Steelers mm-hmm. because you know Ernie Stottner you know with his. Uh, I mean, he's on the front of the media guide every year or yeah. the billboard or whatever, yeah. you know. If, if there were jersey sales at the time, he would be the top stealer and that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy everybody, you know, the chiseled jaw. And the, right, right, right. You know, look tough how guy. tough we are. I'm going to clothesline this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but good stuff with Franco, of course. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he is revered. And, again, more I've been around the team, I more realize just how revered he is as a player, as a ball carrier. I mean, to be honest, when I started really watching, the first game I remember as a fan was the Steelers' last Super Bowl of the 70s. We had a big party at my aunt's house, and I kind of knew what the heck was going on. So at that point, he was kind of near the end, and then he was quickly in Seattle after that and ducked out of bounds a little more than he would have and that type of thing. But you go back and watch the highlights. I mean, he is a workhorse. Well, he's a big man. <laughs> he's a big dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's every bit, you know, the, you know, you talk about Mel Blunt's. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh extreme size for the cornerback position. Franco Franco was the fullback. He'd be big for today's running back. He would be, yeah. yeah right. Like he was he was at uh practice I want to say it was either last week or the week before and he was out he was there with Art and he was talking to Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. And he's as tall as Najee, and you know, like different build at this time, yeah, obviously. Obviously, you know, but right, right, right. I mean they were they were of similar size. And yeah. that was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, difference. Uh, you imagine tackling him all day long. I mean, And he did. was the fullback. Right. And there was a lot of fullbacks that went, like, top five in the draft back then. Yeah. I mean, it was a different world, but, I mean, he was just the, the – he wasn't a blocking back. Right. But they did block for each other. Yeah, they yeah. did, yeah. Because yeah. they were in those, those two-back sets. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a need to uh, – I asked uh, – so I asked, you know, is, is Jack Tatum going to be – obviously Jack Tatum's not around anymore, I don't right, believe. Right, right. But I just asked that to see if there were any other if there are any of the Raiders coming and and they said that uh, there there are a couple of the Raiders okay who are going to come and be part of it. Um, they said, but uh, Art said that uh, you know um, Al Davis and and uh, John Madden never got over the immaculate reception. Oh, I've they heard that. Yeah, always believed that they got they got jobbed on that one. Right, like I I know people could even. Could get those two fired up just by bringing up the topic in any which way. It doesn't matter how it popped up and, you know, could have been Trivial Pursuit, whatever it is, you know. Um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, I don't know. They're not going to – so they'll retire his number at the Raider game will be the ceremony. Yeah, the day, be the the day before, uh, on December 23rd, they're going to have a ceremony at 3.29 p.m. Okay. Out at the site where he caught it, which is out on General Robinson Street. Right okay, outside that of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like right next to stage AE, mm-hmm. right next to the park, and they could obviously there. figure out like this is exactly where they you know exactly where it's yeah, marked. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the, the next day at, at uh, halftime of the, the game against the Raiders, um, they will uh, go they'll, ahead and they'll do the ceremony the with ceremony, the banner yeah. and thirty-two and all that. Very cool, very cool, and, and all-time great. I mean, the Steelers have had some great backs, but I mean, it's hard to argue against him. Being, He's still the all-time leading rusher in team history. Is he? Yeah, I guess that makes almost sense. twelve thousand yards. It's right. You know, pretty I mean, significant. And this is a team that's had. Some pretty good, some I mean, pretty good backs. I and mean, there's some Hall of Famers in that crew as well, and as well as Lev Bell, who was tremendous and one of the best backs in the league. Foster was unbelievably productive for a while, but the the longevity of Franco too. Yeah. I mean, you think about that position now with analytics, and they don't last, and blah blah blah. But when they do, and they carry a franchise for like a decade, yeah, I mean, is that kind of value? He played 12 seasons, and yeah, that, you know, no. So you wonder, 
like you talk about the you know the records now and things of that nature, but I mean he played the first half of his career. They were still just playing fourteen games. Right, right. So you know, I mean, fewer opportunities than some of the guys now. Yeah, I'm almost certain when he retired, he was third all time. Uh, I know Jim Brown was ahead. Jim of Brown him. was one. I, th- I thought he was. Se- I, might have I been think OJ was ahead of. OJ might have been slightly ahead right of him. because it wasn't Peyton okay. hadn't passed him yet. Right. Yeah, um, obviously Emmett wasn't even close at that point. But I think the day he retired, and I just remember that as a kid, that I think he was third all time, and Brown was definitely one. I guess we pull up the all-time rushing leaders. We'll Actually, it was Brown and then uh, Franco Harris. He was two? He was two. Wow. Okay, he was ahead of Juice. Yeah. Okay. If you look at the all-time leading rushers now, and so Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, he lasted like 15 years, yeah. right? Barry, Barry Sanders. Adrian Peterson, Curtis Martin, LaDainian Tomlinson, Jerome Bettis, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edron James, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris. Okay. Is OJ like right behind him? OJ is now 21st. He has uh, seven, uh, about 800 fewer yards than okay. Franco okay. Harris. So maybe so. he passed him. Maybe that was true when he left the Steelers and he picked up those extras. No, he, 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 he wouldn't would, have got that. Yeah, he only had Seattle. a couple hundred yards for the Seahawks yeah, yeah, yeah. When, he, when he left. Is that only one year. season with Seattle? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't even a full season. So. Okay. Uh, but it's not you know the, the two sides were able to, you know, look past all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Franco, who and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. That's, of course. That's all in the, you know. Nobody cares about that anymore. Obviously, no. that was a big deal for a year or two, and then right. Very cool. So a lot going on at, on the south side today, huh? Absolutely. Um, Coach Tomlin also, also spoke, and right. He did, and and uh, you know yesterday, um, the Steelers released a depth chart. Yeah. That listed Kenny Pickett as number three, Mason Rudolph as number two. And Mitch Trubisky is the number one. That was how they opened training camp, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I thought, well, people were, you know, jump up in arms about that. I'm like, well, that's how they started training camp. And honestly, you know, do we know one's you know more valuable on game day? Or you know, I'm not sure that that's. A I lie. know that Mason Rudolph is can handle being the backup. Right, right, right. I don't right, really right. Kenny Pickett can. Right. So your hunch, you think there'll only be two quarterbacks active on Sunday? Mike Tomlin said there'll only be two. Yeah. Now today he comes out and says the Pickett's number two, and Rudolph is number three. So they you had, think Pickett? They will had a be clerical active. error, so it'll be yeah. P- Pickett will be active on game okay. days. It would have shocked me if Rudolph was the two for game day. At this point. See, it wouldn't have shocked me at all. Yeah. Just because of again said, like, he, the guy, who, the guy who's done it before, mm-hmm. who got you, get you in and out of a game. But as I said all along, if something were to happen to Trubisky long term, then you start picking. But then yeah, you take you make that transition. And, and Rudolph obviously. stays at number two. Right. Right. I do wonder, I guess maybe we do know the answer, if Pickett's going to be the two on game day, if it were a one-game thing, you know, if Trubisky were to week, miss week two, would it be Pickett? I would assume so. Would if assume he's, he's so number now. two, yeah, they would get right. him ready to play, and they would they would roll with him. Yeah, it makes sense. So, um, Any other depth chart news that was surprising to you? or No, not really. Yeah, I mean, so I think people it's seem to be surprised about the cornerback situation, and I don't get that. Cam Sutton was – a starter the entire way through the process. Mm-hmm. There was never a time where Cam Sutton was taking a back seat to Levi Wallace and Akello Weatherspoon. No, either no. one. Did do they put three corners on their death chart? Or, you know, a nickel, or is it just two corners? Well, they list a nickel, but it's Arthur Millette. Okay, but that doesn't mean he'd be the third corner in the game. Not necessarily. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. People are reading a little bit too yeah, much into okay. this. It just depends how it's structured. Does that same with third receiver? Pickens is listed as a starter. Pickens is listed. They list three receivers as a starter. Yeah. Okay, and a okay. fullback. Who's your hunch? The two receivers on the field will be. Uh, well, I don't know if you, Deontay Johnson plays this week, so that's mm, okay. Uh, Mike Tomlin was asked about him 
and said, well, we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow when the uh, mm-hmm. first injury report is released. Yeah, to say, we don't even got our first injury report. So, you know, so. when he was asked about other guys, you know, like Alex Highsmith, oh, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, of course, didn't play the entire preseason. But so he didn't say, oh, Deontay will be fine. No. Okay, okay. Well, so, I guess that's a possibility then. Yeah. Um, so the third receiver could end up being Steven Sims or, or yeah, could be, you know. This particular one. Um, Miles Boykin. I mean, okay. th- that's a thing, though. They've got the depth at that position. It doesn't have to be you or the two, and then we bring in the right. three. You can try this package. You can try this one. Bring in a different body type against different, you know, players. I mean, obviously, it's be hard to unseat Claypool, Pickens, and Johnson as your top three. But I don't know that who's the number two when there's only two receivers on the field might not always be the same guy. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. never it's not, is. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. when they, you know, when they had Antonio Brown and, and Juju Smith-Schuster, um, you it wasn't know, always Juju. Wasn't always Juju as mm-hmm. two. Antonio Brown rarely left the field, but the other. Sure. The other receiver spot would change from time mm-hmm. to time. And I expect Johnson to be the A-B in that conversation. Yeah. You know, and Claypool to be the slot when there's three. But that doesn't mean he's going to be the two when it's just him and Johnson. And they there. could play some and matchups and things like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, they the get a hand and, you know. certain route that they want to run against a guy. And mm-hmm. they think, well, this guy runs it better. Let's let's sure, run this guy. Sure. Let's put this guy out there. Down and distance situations or... We don't even know who Trubisky's favorite targets are yet or, you know, those type of tendencies yet. Right. He might not. Right. Um so Mitch Trubisky, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, we've talked a lot about this in terms of what he can be. I, I, the more I look at it, I'm convinced that I, I, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just looking at this in, in, a, in a Steelers light. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel like he could be pretty successful this year. I very much believe that, and the more I've been around him and watched him in Steeler colors, I certainly believe that. You and I brought him up, you know, way before free agency in that, you know, a year away from the limelight, the pressure, and just really work on yourself in a perfect environment in Buffalo could really pay off for whoever his next team is. And I expect the Steelers to, you know, get the reap the benefits of that. Um, This isn't a knock on Trubisky at all. It's just when I look at him, I think – that's a great pickup. He's a fine starting quarterback. He may be a real success story here, but then you look around the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but is he better than Herbert or Mahomes or Allen or Jackson we, or Burrow? You know, but he might not have to be. Did we think that about Ryan Tannehill when he went right, to right, when he right. went to Tennessee? Right, right. And could he won this, a lot of games. Yeah. Could this be that situation? I mean, last year they're the number one seed in the AFC. Right. With Ryan Tannehill, with quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. who they couldn't wait to get rid of in Miami. Oh, he was a total flop there. I mean, Miami uh, traded him for, for what was it? A fifth, like a fifth or a sixth or fifth something. Fifth or sixth round pick. Just get him out of the building. Yeah, just get his first round. And he had taken them to the playoffs. Out. There's a yeah, lot yeah. of similarities there. Yeah, there are. Uh, and so, no, I, I mean, but I don't think where I was kind of going with that, too, is the Daltons of the world, Garoppolo's, are real caretakers. Yeah. I don't think that's who Mitch is, though. You know, like, I do think there will be. Flashes, there'll be plays that you go, wow, a few quarterbacks could do that. I, I just don't think he'll be at the level of those elite guys. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's crazy talk. I mean, that's very that, that's a rarity in the league. Yeah, there's only know? like six of those guys in the league. Right, so right, right, that's, right, right. Know, that's why they are elite. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I think the pickup makes all the sense in the world. I mean, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. We should talk about now and you know the, this year. But I think the perfect situation is he has a very successful year. You're in the playoff hunt. You know, everyone in the league looks at him and says, 
that's a pretty young starting quarterback. I see why he was the second yeah. pick in the draft. We He's missed the boat on that one. Maybe we should yeah, have, yeah, right. We should have been the one that signed him. We're jealous. And the Steelers flip him for a pick or something nice, and you hand it to Pickett because he's sitting there like Mahomes was his rookie year going, I deserve a shot, and they're super happy with both. You know, yeah. like, it could really work out for them. Or he's just the two, or he's a long-term one. That's or, the you thing, know what I mean? Like, you, know, I, I, you know, when the Pickett news came out yesterday, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of Steeler fans were like, oh, they, you know, they can't start Trubisky. This is, Trubisky sucks. And uh, like, I don't you should want Trubisky to, be a to star. do really well this year. Right. If Carson Wentz netted two thirds, two third round draft picks from Washington, yeah, Trubisky should be able to get you that next year. He could easily have a Wentz, Wentz value at the end of this year. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, that's not even asking that much. I mean, I expect it. And to be his higher. contract is is a lot. That's more palatable. His age, his contract, his pedigree, and I bet he plays better than Wentz did last year. You know, I mean, yeah. Wentz had a lot of warts and some off the field stuff people don't like about him. They still got two thirds out of him. So, I mean, he'd either be a great backup for the for Pickett because Pickett's just better than him, or he's going to yield you something really nice, or he's the best guy you got. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, all these things are fine. Yeah. yeah, all these things are good. Right? Yeah, I, I don't understand. You know that 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 thinking like, oh, I I can't. I want I want him to fail so Kenny can get in there. I know that's ridiculous. I, I don't understand. And maybe all fan base are this way, and I'm just you know biased towards this one. You don't have to dislike one to love the other. No. You know what I mean? Like, can't they both be really good and then you have a surplus you of position? you got a great problem. And then you have a phenomenal <laughs> problem to have. That's what everybody wants. That's how they drew this thing up. I mean, that's the goal. Yeah, that's it. that should be the goal. Uh, so, you know, people should remember that, like, I know exactly what's going to happen. The first time Trubisky throws an interception at oh, home I'm sure. game. Our Twitter yeah. will blow up. The and, booze will right, start right. coming. And, and, you know, they're going to be down times. Well, he's not going to be perfect. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't perfect in all of his starts. No, sure. Even, you know, so there are going to be struggles at times. There's going to be struggles on Sunday. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be have smooth a couple sailing, of right? Where they, yeah, yeah. You know, don't do anything. Right. Absolutely. And you know, but you but you should want Mitch Trubisky to succeed for the long term future of the franchise, no matter what, and the short term, and the short term, because <laughs> yeah. I think they can be competitive this year with them, and I expect him to keep them competitive. Yeah, I thought Mike Tomlin said something really interesting. Uh, at the end of his press conference today, okay. toward the end, he was asked about you know he he had the uh, the quote in the preseason where he said that uh, you know he expects his defense to be dominant. Wow! In, in twenty, it's in a big word. Twenty two. Dominance a big word. And he was asked about uh, the he's offense. Not one to just How throw do you, adjectives yeah. out there? Or, you know, right. I mean, he's you know he's pretty pretty dead on with his thinking on these yeah. things. Yeah. So he said, what, what's your thinking? You said you're, you, you expect your defense to be dominant. What's your expectation for your offense? And he said, I think there's more continuity on the defensive side of the ball, so it's reasonable to expect the process to be more fluid quicker. We're trying to be a world championship caliber team. It's going to require us to be special in all three phases, and those are our intentions. Sure. That's a little more coach speak to me than I expect my defense to be dominant. Yeah. But... The I expectation, that, though, is that that these guys are going to go out and play well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't they don't go out there thinking, well, we're gonna we're gonna average fifteen points a game. I mean, he didn't say that when Duck started, right? <laughs> they just don't kill us, you know what I mean? And I'm he sure deep said, down, just don't kill just us, just don't kill us. Yeah. And I'm sure deep down, he's gonna look at the season and think the defense and special teams might have to carry the offense a little early on. But if they don't start getting better, we got problems. You know, what I mean, yeah. And I don't expect the Steelers' offense to come out of the gate and be a top five unit. I mean, but I do think. 
I, I think it's be better than last year. Uh, I mean, I really do, even this first month of the season. I mean, scoring more than seven points per half, being the worst team in the league on first downs, they you scored, know, things like that. Last I mean, season, they, they scored 28 or more points three times. Three times. And today's Four NFL, touchdowns. 17 games. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you, you it has to be better than that. And right, that, yeah, right, right, that includes right. all of it, right? All of the above, and your defense, you know, setting you up for an easy one. Yeah, it's got to be better than that. Those two numbers I just cited to me are really hard to duplicate. I mean, six point nine points in the first half on average. I mean, it's amazing that they got in the playoffs doing that. It's crazy and la- dead last in rush defense, like dead, right? And <laughs> worst team in the league on first down. You yeah. know, I mean, just. You're always both those just mean you're always in a hole. You're always swimming against you know upstream. I think they'll get a lot more layups early in the game, early in the downs. You know, I mean, put themselves in better situations, attack more of the field. I mean, I think there'll be a lot more seconds and fours. You know, that type yeah. of situation. Just well, that, more I mean, comfortable. That's, that's what I want to see. Where to operate out of? I want to see them attacking down the field more. I want to see them attacking down the seam. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. And, and loosening, you know, I've been asked a lot of times, well, how does this run game get better with this offensive? The offensive line looks just as bad as last year. I'm like, they'll throw teams out of Right, I think boxes. people will not key Najee nearly the same way. I mean, you when you've got, Friar, again, I said it last week, Friar Muth averaged 16 yards per catch mm-hmm. in the preseason. I he mean, averaged 8.2 yards per catch last year or whatever yeah, it was. right, right, right. I mean, he had double the amount of, of of yardage on his catches mm-hmm. in the preseason. That was not by accident. No. I mean, in Claypool operating out of the slot versus McLeod. They're going, to, you know they're going to really challenge teams. Down the middle. Down the middle of the field. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so different. I mean, it's just a, such a different passing attack is in the cards this year. Whether it works or not, we'll see. But I think they have the horses catching the ball and running the routes yeah. that are more than fine. I think Friarmouth has a big year. I think he does too, but I don't think he's going to have as big a year as our uh, our league mate Joe Toscano <laughs> took him in the fourth freaking round. Yeah, that was a gift. fourth round yeah. with with uh, Darren Waller and George Kittle still on the board. Yeah, I like Friarmouth. I like him a lot, but he could have probably waited a little bit. Probably could have waited yeah. about four more rounds to do mm-hmm. that. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, power rankings are out, Matt. All right. Preseason like power rankings. We'll go in, in uh, through those here on uh, NFL.com. We'll do that right after this.